Hello, and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 194 for Patch 5.4, made possible by Open Raid. Our topic for this episode is a casual conversation about BlizzCon with Demonic Rick. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock. This is Demonic Rift, and I play a Worgen Warlock. And this is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. In episode 194, we're going to take a break from our usual format. Instead, we're going to talk with Demonic Rick about his front row experience at BlizzCon. So, Demonic Rick, what's been going on with you in-game lately? Well, in-game, um, I got my green fire for my warlock. Ooh, grats, brother. Thank you, warlock brother. Warlock brother. Warlock you are good. Congratulations on the green fire. Thank you, sir. You are welcome. Um, <laughs> 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 what else? Um... Um, I got my BlizzCon items from the... Nothing East else Egypt. matters but green fire. Yes. Yes, my brother. You kind of sound like Hulk Hogan when we sound all warlock <laughs> Right? <laughs> Did you take your vitamins today, brother? <laughs> when Hulkamania rushes over you! <laughs> With green fire! <laughs> What you gonna do when the green fire comes for you, brother? <laughs> Nobody can stand up to Rickamania, brother. Ooh, yeah. Wait, that's Rush. That's main. That's the other dude, Randy. This is gonna be a long man. episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get two warlocks together. You should know this. Okay, so Rick, what's going on, brother? Merk a lot. Is that what you're saying? Merc a lot, yeah, he's fun. He's he's probably the most interesting pet that I've seen so really? far. Um, does he, he dance? Has, he does. He does like little flips and oh, and leaps and has little effects and all that sort of crazy stuff. Just when he's standing right beside you, never mind pet battles. So that's really cool. Oh, I pet battles. <laughs> oh, pet battles. Oh my god, pet battles. <laughs> I actually got to speak with one of the the designers of the pet battle system. Really. Yes. What did they say? Uh, well, one of the interesting things was I was talking about Hearthstone and pet battles and how Hearthstone is made now for Android and iPhone. Right. They announced uh, that in the second half of 2014. Yes. Um, and he was talking about how they actually were trying to make pet battles on mobile system. But it was actually really, really difficult to integrate it. Um, and so instead of wanting to make a sort of clunky version on the computer of the pet battle system, and then porting that to to the iPhone and Android, they want to make like a solid platform in-game. So at least that would look really good. 
um, if they were trying to continue making the pet battle system also for Android and iPhone, we wouldn't have had it this expansion. I gotcha. Yeah. So, what about you, Freckleface? Well, I got my legendary cloak this week. Big news. Oh, sweet. Thank you. Very excited. Um, I've done Flex again, just part one. Gotten a few more items in there. Some item levels up to like 540. I think that's impressive. Root's looking to me like, that That ain't nothing. <laughs> um, Elitist. What? <laughs> Not Root. But check this though. You know how I've been working on getting the frost, the winter spring frost saber. Yeah, that one pet. That's it's a mount. Yeah. Oh. Uh huh. And the venom hide ravisar, which mm-hmm. is another mount. Which is another mount. And both of them require you to do twenty days of dailies, either in Ungoro or winter spring. So not yep. hard. And based on my previous knowledge of how the whole cross account mounts work I thought if I got the frost saber it only count for my alliance oh, it wouldn't convert over to horde I didn't think it would okay but it did so you I had been you were doing them both sides I'm doing them both sides oh. so I was halfway down on the horde side and I finished on the alliance side and you got credit on both sides yes it Sweet. gave me a feat of strength and then I logged back into my horde side and I had another feat of or I had a feat of strength but it was for the venom hide ravisaur and I had that mount, and then the quest had already known for what I was going to get. So nice, abandoned that. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to read this book. It was like the next one in my timeline called Cycle of Hatred. Okay, it's actually the first one that I do not like. Ooh. Um. So is this something you're glad you didn't bring with you to the Bahamas? Um. Well, I wasn't there yet. Oh, what if you? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if I'd rather. I would. I would have been at least done faster. <laughs> right. Instead of dragging like, out over a couple of weeks. Cause I, yeah, I, didn't you like finish all your books in the Bahamas in I, two yeah, days? Yeah, I read a total of like eight books, not including like non-wow books. I just got on my oh. the free library from the Nook. Oh, right. When I was done, yeah. I mean, we got a sweet library. Yes, here, we so. do. Yeah. But I'll. Maybe just the last part will be amazing. I don't know. We'll see. So, Root, yeah. what's been going on with you? Well, I as well got my legendary. Congrats. So, this is really Woo. cool, right? So, uh, yeah, I got the, you know, whenever I did, got the epic. Uh-huh. Right? And then um, uh, Dead Guy, who, you know, you know Dead Guy. Sure. Yeah, he convinced me to start a Celestials group on Open Raid to complete that part to convert it into a legendary. And I did one group, and then people like left because everybody just wants that one lead. You know, you only loot the one per Once week. Once per week, right? Yeah. So you get a big group, real easy. Mean, I mean, that formed that thing in like thirty seconds on open rate. I was like, this is awesome. And then everybody left. I'm like, this is not awesome. <laughs> and then that guy was trying to get me to form another group, but I'm just like, you know what? There's already another group forming. I'm just going to join them. And that people actually hooked, they they stuck around. We actually pleaded with them. Hey, we're really trying to get this done. They're like, okay, cool. We'll all stay. Outside of like four people, the majority of people stayed, so we like got that done. So we're going through it, right? We get like second celestial killed, third celestial. We're up to the last celestial. I disconnect. Oh no! Not good. 
not it's good. Not good no. no, I'm not happy. People are running in place, and you know what happens when the people run in place. It's, yeah, it's just it's not, not good. good. It's party time. No, it's not. Wait, what? Well, you know what you oh. you know what you do. What do you do? You run away. No, I don't run away. Yeah. No. It'll make you disconnect faster because oh. then it confuses your system. I didn't know that part. Yeah. I'll do it next time. But anyhow, I'm freaking out because Although I'm like. One time, I ran across like a whole zone. <laughs> Well, before it did anything. I'm like super stressing at this point in time. Now, mind you, it's also like three, maybe four o'clock in the morning, you know, because I might have gotten up in the middle of the night to do this. You know? Oh, this is your yeah. up at three. Yeah, right. And so yeah, I'm like still you're up still at up at yeah. three, right? I'm up at three and I'm doing this. And now all of a sudden it's like, you know, I'm disconnecting and I'm like, this is not good. And it's not just, wow, it's like DNS in general is failing. I'm like, this is not good. So I connect again. And I'm going and going and going, and it, it, it's giving me um, realm selection pages. I'm like, no, I don't want realm selection pages. I want my character. <laughs> so I'm disconnecting, reconnecting. Just three times I do this. Oh. The third time, actually, the second time gets a blue boss bar. It's almost all the way in, and it goes, yeah, you've been disconnected from the server. I'm like, thank you. No, not good. What a tease. Right? Fourth time. Fourth time. Now I'm like literally sweating. So there I am. Four o'clock in the morning, trying to get connected on the WoW. Mm-hmm. It finally connects back, right? Right. The boss or the last uh, celestial in hell is engaged already. <laughs> not good. I look, his health almost gone. Oh no! Oh no! I'm like way back at the beginning where you're out of range, you know, uh-huh. because you know, because I'm a good warlock and I stay out of range before we actually pull. Not good. I run. I demonic leap into the air. I hit. Uh, um, what's that number seven? Um. corruption is number seven sorry i smack (laughs) corruption right it hits boom it's gone the boss dies i get credit everybody goes insane it was like literally it could not have gotten any closer than it did it was literally that i mean if i had not demonic lead to get close to the boss Uh and and hit off corruption i would not have gotten credit for the kill awesome so if it was like Corruption, and then the boss died immediately. You wouldn't have even gotten credit because corruption is once every three ticks. Then oh. I got three ticks off because it was it was so super close, dude. It was it was epic. And then I went, you know, did the rest of that. Got it converted into legendary. Then I went ahead and gemmed and enchanted, and that was all so I cool. Done that yet? You haven't? I got my legendary. I logged off. So then, a gem and a chant. Mm-hmm. And um, Thursday, I did not post another picture to Twitter, but Thursday I was back in the old dentist chair. However, before you start wondering if I sent crazy emails, I actually <laughs> locked my computer my, my computer in my bag with a lock on the bag, and uh-huh. I gave the key to Mrs. Root. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't give this <laughs> to like, me. Do not summer. give this to me, right? <laughs> and I've got like two-step authentication on for my email already anyhow, uh-huh. but with the, with the Chromebook, it bypasses all that. Because uh, you can set yeah. it up as a device. So, anyhow, I made it very difficult for Root, you know, in any kind of drug state he might be <laughs> in to do anything stupid again this week. So, that was cool. I just went home and I'm like, no computers for Root. Um, all really good. Did she take away your phone too? <laughs> no, I had that. But I was, you know, yeah. I, dude, I'm lucky enough when I am, I am completely normal or whatever to actually get a, a sane text or email off on that phone. I have, like, gigantor thumbs. <laughs> they, don't, mm. they don't work on these phones. I need to get one of those tablet phones. One of those, one of those the, the notes. Get one of those. You know what they say about big thumbs, right? Yeah, big gloves. Anyhow, 
<laughs> um, so Thursday, I did run uh, Thursday morning before I went to the dentist office. I ran the last part of Flex, which we're not going to talk about that, by the way, Demonic Rick, until uh, Freck does that. So we're going to keep okay. all that kind of stuff. Wait a minute. Flex or LFR? You said it was LFR. I'm sorry, LFR. It was. Okay. I apologize. It was LFR. But we're not going to talk about the last part of uh, Siege of Orgrimmar with the downing of Garrosh until Frekovace's experience. So we'll put all I've that- I've seen that boss, but didn't finish it. I got, I got tired. You, well, it's- I never so spoil things for Freckleface. Why are you hinting about right? me? I know. You're like yeah. the king of, of, of spoiler etiquette. So anyhow. <laughs> I'm the lich king of spoiler etiquette, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the only other cool thing this week is actually, uh, if you remember last week, I was talking about having a bunch of stuff, um, a bunch of gold tied up in inventory. Well, that was like 2K. I had I was down to 2K in gold because I kept regemming and enchanting because I kept getting gear from flex rating. And I kept having a gem and enchant and gem and enchant and gem and enchant and reforge. And, uh, and so all my all my gold was like gone because I wasn't playing a lot. And if you don't play a lot and you keep spending gold, you don't make a lot of gold. So I was actually trying to do big flips on the auction house with uh, with Ghost Iron Ore. And I kind of got caught with a lot of inventory. And I then took all that Ghost Iron Ore that I had, literally almost all of it actually, and uh, made Ghost Iron Bars and then put them up for twice <laughs> what they would have sold as a ghost iron ore, and they all sold. So I converted about two thousand gold into over ten thousand gold in a week. So yeah, I'm pretty feeling pretty good about that. I want to do that again, so I get the ten into like fifty. <laughs> but I'm not gonna press my luck. So that's been my week thus far in the world of Warcraft. That's one thing that I find really interesting. How most on most servers bars go for more money than the ore, and I think that's because of the the farming. Like that's all you can. You can farm up ore, but not everyone right. has a miner to smelt it. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, of course, last week was BlizzCon. Uh, a lot of us enjoyed that on the paper, not pay-per-view, but the live streaming event. Uh, Freckleface actually came over to Root's Pad of Awesomeness, or, okay, really, my house. And um, that was really cool because... I tried to get my wife to come in a couple times <laughs> to watch. She was like not interested at all. I'm trying to explain to her like this is this is this is Blizzard. This is World of Warcraft. This is this. You know, listen to Chris Metz when he does his voices. You know, listen to this. No interest whatsoever. So that's nice, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. They literally. Do you need a glass of water? You know. <laughs> so she just like hung out in the computer room and did whatever. And and Frank and I watched in the living room, and it was it was cool. But you, Mister Demonic Rick, you were actually in Anaheim at BlizzCon live in person, front row access. You were there. Tell us a little bit about your experience. It was okay, I guess. End of the show. Good night, everyone. <laughs> was it your first time? Yeah, it was my first BlizzCon. Um, to be honest, it was a little scared for me to actually go down there uh, by myself. Um, I flew from Vancouver to Anaheim, LAX, and I got lost in the international airport at oh. YVR. Everyone around me didn't even speak English. I went even to a desk, and the woman there was like, no English. So I had to w- walk for about five minutes through the airport to try and listen to hear if I could find anyone who spoke English around me. And then I finally heard someone, and I got escorted to the desk of Alaska Airlines. And then I was okay for the rest of the trip. But that was my one little panic attack on my whole adventure down. It was my first experience flying um, and traveling 
to a major destination by myself while being blind because I've only been blind for four years now. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't mean to make light light of anything, especially with, with, with your disability, but kind of walk us through that prior BlizzCon. I mean, you you had mentioned that you were walking around listening for somebody who spoke English. Yeah. Are there not uh, visually impaired services that, that, that airlines provide for people or any kind of assistance they give? There are, and, and I will say this much, uh, without sounding like a sponsor or something for Alaska, um, they were actually really nice once I got to the desk. They escorted me to the gate. They told me what was going to be happening. Um, they actually called me up ahead of everyone else so I could find my, my, my seat on the plane easier and find a spot for where my bag is, memorize where my bag was going to get put. Um, they, they helped me off the plane. Um, they helped me find the exit to where the, the bus was going to be um, picking me up to go to my hotel. It was really a really good experience once I got to the airline. Um, the whole reason why they, they escorted me out and, and helped me on the plane first was because, for me, crowds are kind of overwhelming because there's lots of noise. I can easily lose somebody. Um, it's just generally pretty overwhelming because not everyone understands that a white cane symbolizes that I can't see that well. And if I had a dog, I think that would almost be a little bit more of a hello, I'm blind sort of thing. But some people just like walk with a walking stick. So a lot of people just think that I have a limp or something like that, even though I'm clearly using it as a white cane meant for a blind person. All right. Now, I'm sorry, but I'm going to ask the question. Window or aisle? Um, I actually got asked that once I got there. I'm like, window seat doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get, it's not going to make my experience any better, to be honest. Might as well give it to someone else that can actually enjoy it. So, so you took aisle seat? Uh, I actually, on my, my first time, I, I was parked right in the middle of a very annoying woman who had to talk the whole plane trip. And I'm like, I just need to sleep, la, la, la. And the guy next to me was just a grumpy old man. So, but on the way back, it was it was a little bit nicer, even though I had a significant amount of turbulence on the plane. And oh, the, that's the worst. yeah, and then my um, air, airline attendant actually knocked red wine on my pants because oh. <laughs> of the turbulence. <laughs> so at least I got a free drink out of it. <laughs> Nice. Lick your pants off? No, he just want to lick in his pants. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Wine sound on my clothes. It's okay, I got this. I'll get the stain out. Lick, 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 lick. Uh, sir, can you please put your pants back on? No! <laughs> Not till I'm done with my wine. Blood wine. <laughs> All right, so walk us through this. You, you land at LAX or wherever you land in there for, for yeah. BlizzCon. What happens next? Well, uh, they, they helped me off the plane, and they walked me to the to where the bus has actually picked up people. Um, the bus people took me. They asked me where I need to go. They told me when I got there. Um, they helped me find my bag, and I, got, I checked into the hotel. And then one of my buddies from uh, the Convertorade Guild on Airy Peak um, actually met up with me and we all went to medieval times together how was that we have it here i've been a couple times what do you think of it i thought it was a really fun experience i really enjoyed it i had a front row seat at that as well and 
I could actually see quite a bit of it because uh, the lighting was so good that they put the lights on all the characters that are fighting. And then I was also able to just, uh, my trick when, I, when something's pretty far away and so then I can see it easier, I will actually um, grab my iPhone, zoom uh, on it on using like the camera function and mm-hmm. be able to see it really close up on my phone. Nice. So I have some really good photos and video from medieval times, and that was really cool. I, I like actually the way met... they serve food there. Yeah, like yeah. the the one issue that I kind of had with medieval times was how um, if you're feminist, you're probably not going to have a good time there because when the server came up to me, uh, she said, "Hello, my lord, I will be your wench for this evening." I'm like, wench. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't really... I'm not sure I, how I felt about it. I, I was I totally dig the Milord thing. Everyone actually does call you Milord. Sure. Or my lady. Well, um, it can just mean a girl or a young woman. The archaic sense. Hmm. English I session. I just Googled it. Crackle face. <laughs> Which wench? Yes. Oh, interesting. But in any case, yeah, they just eat with your hands and... Right. And it was a lot of fun. I actually met somebody from my guild, and I'm like, oh, cool. So where are you guys from? British Columbia. Ooh. Oh, where in British Columbia? Vancouver Island. Whoa. Where on Vancouver Island? This city that I live in. Where in that city that I live <laughs> in also? And he lives three blocks away from me. Are you kidding? No. That's I'm amazing. Actually, next week I'm going over to their place for dinner. Nice. Oh. <laughs> uh, let me three blocks away from a guildy. Yeah. You didn't know it. I had, I had no idea, yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the, the things you got? What was your BlizzCon experience like? Uh, BlizzCon, like, at the actual event itself, or BlizzCon overall? Let's walk us through the event. I mean, did you get any uh, kind of preferential treatment or anything? I did. Um, I actually emailed the BlizzCon people. Um, at their general email asking them would I be able to get a disability pass for me and um, uh, a guildie who's a good friend of mine um, who I've been friends with for the last like four years um, if he would be able to be my guide at the event, at the event and also get we could b- both get disability passes. Um, for people with disabilities you can actually hop lines um, to get your press badge at the very start so I only had to wait about five minutes to be able to get my press badge while a lot of other people had to wait two to four hours for their badge um, on the Thursday afternoon. And the lineups went around the building and down the road they were so long just to get the badge. Oy. Yeah. Lion con. <laughs> <laughs> um. They they were actually really nice. The security even noticed that I had a cane, and and they really do notice like uh, that that if you have a dog or if you're in a wheelchair, they'll help you out with with letting you know where to, where's the quickest way to get your badge. Um, the only issue is say if you have a anxiety problem because you don't have something quite visual. Um, I can see where it could be a little bit. Uh, more of a frightening experience, especially if you're really nervous around crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one friend who actually has a dog because of her anxiety problems, and so it was a kind of a visual thing for them. Was it a chihuahua? She doesn't, 
<laughs> no, it was, it was actually a, a very good golden retriever. So. Well, I was just curious because I know somebody who carries around a little chihuahua and it's supposed to be for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of anxiety cats and even um, miniature ponies and monkeys. <gasps> All right, so check it out. What was the opening ceremonies of BlizzCon like for you? Um, it was pretty overwhelming. Everyone was trying to find a spot at the main stage area. Um, they let crowds in quite early, so then they can find a seat early. Um, I got there pretty early myself, and I was supposed to be guaranteed a, a kind of fairly close to front row seat, or else I'm not going to be able to see a darn thing when I'm there. Um, that was the whole point of me having the disability pass. But the seats got taken up really, really quickly. And so I asked one of the people there, hey, can you help me find a seat? One of the, the supervisors. They couldn't find a seat anywhere. And then they came back to me about five minutes later. They said, oh, I found a seat near the front. So me and my friend uh, both follow him near the front row. And so we're walking down the alleyway near the front of the stage and then we start and then we turn left down the the row and we we walk we pass the row three i'm like starting to think well that this is starting to get a little further from from the stage but okay then we get down to row i I would say maybe 20 and then he's like i found a seat over here (laughs) and and my friend dark sith he's just like um that's not really gonna work for him and I'm like, yeah, this really isn't w- going to work. I thought you said near the front. And he's like, well, it is kind of near the front. I mean, if you stand up, you can easily see the front stage. I'm like, yes, but I'm legally blind. I cannot easily see the front row. So he's like, all right, let me, let me, let me see if I can do something. He, he runs away, and we're at this point wondering if he's ever going to come back. About five minutes later, he comes back. He's like, all right, I found a seat that's actually close to the stage. I'm like, so even you knew that this wasn't close to the stage and you still stay <laughs> close to the stage. So we, he takes me up to, to the press area and he actually gives me two front row seats in the press area. So I had a large monitor right in front of me so I could actually see everything pretty clearly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they worked out eventually, but it seems like there is a lack of communication there. If someone you're emailing tells you that you have something guaranteed, and then you basically have to fight for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it, not it, right. I mean, a lot of people with disabilities, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but a lot of people are quite shy about even bringing up the fact that they have a disability. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in society, there's a bit of a shame or stigma with disability, even though there shouldn't be, because you're just as able as anyone else. Um, but those people, I almost wonder, like, if, if, if I was shy, I would probably never bring up that I can't see it, see anything, and then I would be stuck at the very back of the room. Mm-hmm. So Not enjoying yourself. Exactly. And then my BlizzCon experience would be horrible, you know? Uh, were you able to go to any kind of panels or anything? Uh, I went to a bunch of panels. I went to the, the main Warcraft uh, What's Next panel. Uh, that was really interesting. I went to the World of Warcraft movie panel, which was disappointing to say the least. And I also went to uh, all the voiceover panels because voice and sound is, is really what makes my gaming experience amazing for me. Uh, shocking, right? And then I also went to the Diablo Q and A, uh, lore Q and A panel, and I actually asked a question there myself. What'd you ask? Uh, well, it was kind of a question where I stumped them. 
You uh, did? Were you red shirt guy this year? Yes. What were you wearing? I was, I was wearing a blue shirt. So it was a blue shirt guy. Blind blue shirt guy. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought I kind of stumped them anyways. Um, and even the moderator kind of said, like, afterwards when I was walking back to my seat, yeah, they probably weren't prepared for that <laughs> question. Um, my question was, so I have a religious studies question for you. Um, it's pretty clear that you guys have taken elements of Christianity and been inspired by that to create the story of Diablo and create the Diablo universe. What other elements of other religions were you inspired by when creating the story of Diablo, um, especially Diablo 3? And what pretty much inspired you guys from other religions in the world? And, and that it took them about them? Yeah, it, it, it took about five minutes for them to answer, and I think three people on the panel spoke to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they eventually just said, well, the game created its own sort of inspirations and its own story. But with monks and voodoo, witch sure. doctors and, and wizards and, and barbarians, it, it, I was just quite curious what religions in the world were they inspired by but I think it was more of a public relations sort of a thing to say well we can't say exactly because there's actually some religions that are currently active in the world that they are inspired by so they didn't really want to say anything yeah that makes exactly. sense exactly yeah let me grab your opinion on something here since we're talking about questions asked to panels what do you feel about the people who go up and if you're one of them uh, you can just admit to it, I guess. What do you feel about the people who go up and announce who they are, like their their tune name, their guild name, you know, that they're the number one druid in their guild or anything like that? What do you think about that versus the people who come up and just either say the real name or nothing at all and just ask their question? Um, I'm pretty cool with it when, when a person says, I didn't do this myself. I just went straight to the question now. Um, I'm okay with it when they, when they say, hi, I'm, I'm at Demonic Rick on Twitter, and then they'll go straight into their question. Or, hi, I'm blah, 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 and then go straight into their question. What I do have an issue with is when they say, hi, I'm Demonic Rick, I'm from Airy Peak, convert to raid, I'm a Worgen Warlock, I'm at this level, I'm mainly destruction, but sometimes I go into demonology, and then five minutes later they get to their question. Or they don't even say a question, and then they say, hey, I really like you guys. You guys are cool. Bye-bye. I mean, it's a Q&A. You're not supposed to go up and, and re- talk about your favorite thing in the game and then just sit down, because that actually it ruins sort of the Q&A sort of idea, because that's not a question nor an answer. It's just a comment. Um, there's plenty of ways to be able to speak to Game designers, they have signing autograph sessions. They have um, spots all throughout the convention where you can go up to them and speak to a designer. After the the event, you can actually go into the Hilton Bar area, if you are of legal age, I guess, and speak to a lot of the designers easily there. So it kind of wastes the time of, of, of why everyone went to the panel in the first place. I don't know if you were able to watch the, um, the Warcraft panel, that, well, at least... I forget which one it was that it was actually in that we watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my recollection is at least two people um, actually asked for either 
well, in the movie one, two people asked for roles. At least two people asked for roles in a movie. Yeah. As in, I want a job. Yeah, as in, I want a job. Yeah. And then in one of the other panels we watched, somebody actually mentioned about, you know, I wouldn't mind a character named after me. Yeah, I, I didn't really like that either. It kind of makes you look like a, um, let's just say a, a, a male mule, because um, I don't want to say. You can say tool. Actual, <laughs> tool. Like a tool. Yeah, it makes them look like a tool. And it's embarrassing for themselves because they look pathetic going up in front of a huge crowd. Um, they think that they're gonna gonna automatically get a yes, you get the job when they haven't seen a resume or anything like that. It's embarrassing for themselves because they're obviously gonna get get a no answer, even if they if they are right for the job, they're gonna get a no answer because what you're doing there is is going in front of a huge crowd and pressuring, say, the employer for a job. That's not a cool thing to do. Um, that's like being a valet park attendant and taking the cars of say say like chris metzen driving the car then when he comes back be like i'm not going to give you your car back until you you give me a job at blizzard you know like it's not going to happen <laughs> you kind of know what i mean i know what you mean yeah you, uh, yeah you're kind of holding something trying to uh to apply leverage to a situation where you have no leverage really exactly um i know there was one guy who actually tried to get a job for the movie they clearly already had the all the linguist. jobs filled. Yeah, yeah, the linguist. I mean, of course, it's going to be something that they think about way before. Since right, already and somebody production. who's a professional, not somebody who's majoring in linguistics. Like, what does that even mean? Not it means that. that he's like in first year, second yeah. year, <laughs> loves World of Warcraft, probably not going to finish fourth year because he's so into Warcraft. <laughs> I make that joke even though I'm in fourth year myself. But... Yeah, it, of course they're not going to get the job. Um, and, and then on Blizzard's side, I didn't really like how when they give reviews of what happened that day, um, like little key points that happened throughout the day, they actually use that. Hey, can I get a job? Um, that was kind of showcased at one of one of the promo videos that they had at the end of the day oh. where one guy asked for a job. So that kind of like perpetuates the the problem. Uh, where they're wasting time, and for that World of Warcraft movie panel, the lineup to be able to ask a question at that panel was huge. And so instead of maybe asking the question, "Hey, can I get a job for you guys?" Maybe there could have been a a real question. Right. So let me question. ask you: Was there somebody? Because I always got the impression for that type of thing that there was somebody kind of like the gatekeeper who you have to say, "I'm going to ask this," and then. If it's something stupid, they'd be like, no, go sit back down. Did they have anything like that, or do you think they should have? Uh, they do actually have that for every single panel. So you'll go up to the line, um, and the moderator, one of the moderators, will come up to you and ask, so what's your question? They'll, you tell them their question, and they'll, they might say, like, uh, that's good, but how would you actually maybe clean it up or, or something like that? Or if it's a bad question, then then they pretty much politely ask you to sit back down, from my understanding. You wait in the line to, to have your turn, and then you'll get called up. But it's pretty much based on honesty. I mean, you could, yeah. you could tell the moderator, hey, I want to ask this question about the movie, and then plead, hey, I'm an actor, can I get a role in the movie? Right, yeah, so I, I can see how that was kind of happening. People ask a legit question. And then they wouldn't give up the microphone. They just keep going. And we right. saw there's this guy asked had three questions, 
and in the very background, you can see the guy behind him just, like, throw his head back and shoulders down and just, like, look him in the sky, like, why? Total exasperation. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I just have one question, five questions later. Exactly. When do people start lining up for this questions? Is it, like, at the beginning of the panel, or do they keep, the, like, the aisles clear and then you can line up at a certain time? Um, they keep the aisles clear until the actual start of the panel. Um, this is what I've sort of experienced at um, the Diablo panel and the World of Warcraft movie panel. Um, they had no lines really started up because they want to be able to have it in, cl- in case there's a fire or someone needs to get out, you know. So when they say timeline up, is there is it like a, you're, you're trying to outrun people and pushing everyone over? Yeah, when it, when they say, all right, now it's time to to get some questions from the crowd, and then everyone gets out of their seat and whoosh to the, <laughs> to the microphone. All right, so your situation, you were able to ask a, a question to the Diablo panel. Mm-hmm. When people were lining up and you were, I mean, were you part of that mad rush? Were there not a lot of people in your, in your uh, forum or... I mean, I'm just. I'm, or do you just knock over everybody? In yeah. Your did, yeah. Did your you cane? use your cane like a Jedi lightsaber? <laughs> and I mean, I'm just. I mean, I'm just trying to figure the, the logistics out for for that. Well, the trick is because I'm blind, they don't really um, see a huge cane to the back of the head coming. Um, <laughs> right. And and they don't suspect that the blind guy did it. So I just was <laughs> knocking people out until I got to the front of the row. Um, pretty pretty handy. Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, tripping people up, just just shoving it in front of their legs when they fall down to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I mean, in all seriousness, how 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 does the, the do the logistics work with that? Were you able to, you know, safely get up there, or or what? Yeah, um, me and my buddy Dark Sith, he guided me up to where the the line was forming, um, for the Diablo Q and A panel. It was actually kind of depressing because the panel crowd was actually maybe like one quarter of the panel seating area was filled. So I had pretty close chance of being able to ask the question that I wanted to ask. And and at some other panels, it was so packed. Like the, the World of Warcraft panel, that's the main stage area because they expect everyone's going to go to it, and which is true. Um, so it was pretty easy for me. I wasn't going to bother trying to ask a question at the World of Warcraft panels or anything like that because I, the lineups were so long, so. All right, so yours just wasn't too full, so you're able to get there pretty, pretty easily. Um, I think at some panels, the scheduling had conflictions with other really, really popular panels. So I know the, the, the Warcraft lore panel is at, at around the same time as the Diablo lore panel. And then at that same time, there was a StarCraft competition happening in the background. So, for instance, at the World of Warcraft movie panel, there was so much background noise. Even, even the people on stage were making comments on it. And the commentators for the, the E! competition that was happening right behind the stage... Were, were even gearing up and it was d- eventually getting louder and louder and by the end of the panel I was having issues actually hearing what, what the the people on the stage were saying and they actually had to turn up the, their own volume to be able to compete with the esports people. Yeah, and now I know from the uh, the virtual ticket there were some audio issues. 
some were solved by the community itself by just kind of switching uh, parameters and how you watched it. But others, mm-hmm. it was completely out of our power because there was actually, you know, there were some mics that were just the gain was overdone on them. Um, some of the mm-hmm. audio just wasn't right. So, and, and that's to be expected. It's a live event, and, and that that's understandable. Um, what do you think was one of the most, you know, memorable highlights of your weekend at BlizzCon? Um, easily my highlight for the weekend at BlizzCon was actually speaking with the CEO himself in the bar of the Hilton for about mm, half an hour. Just talking about accessibility and how the Warcraft and how all the games are kind of really good for accessibility and what they're bad at for accessibility, not just for visually impairments, but motor function and deaf people. He seemed really interested in on hearing on what kind of things I had to say. Uh, and I got to say, Mike Morheim, he's a really cool guy. Um, when I was just walking through the Hilton, I would have... I would have never been able to run into the guy, but he has kind of a pretty distinct voice, and I've heard it several times in interviews or at uh, BlizzCon before when I was watching it online. And so I'm like, oh my god, is that Mike Morheim over there to one of my friends? And, and then they're like, yeah, that's that's him. So I kind of like picked it up way before he even heard it. Um, and he's a really cool guy. I, I got to talk to him for quite a while, like I said. Until uh, a guy who I can probably call him, let's say, Drunkard Kane, uh, pretty much came in and, and interrupted and made him kind of run away. But at least I got a photo with the guy. Did so. he sound like Deckard Kane from, from Diablo? No, he w- I just call him Drunkard Kane because he was really, really drunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought yeah. he might have sounded like an old dude or something. It would have been cool. Did he ask <laughs> him did to, to sit and speak a while, stay a while, or...? I did actually go to the the Diablo Heroes of Sanctuary panel and get to meet Deckard Kane's voice. Oh, that's he's only cool. like he's like a forty year old guy. He would have never thought that he was a young guy in comparison to the voice. Um, I thought the the voice actor must have been like an older gentleman, you know, um, to match the voice. But totally just a young guy, and got to speak with him afterwards. And I asked him if I could get a photo with him, and and I I'm like. Hey, let's let's make this interesting. Can I give you my cane, Deckard, so it can be like your staff? And then, <laughs> then he said, "Oh, that's quite the treasure you have there. It's the Horodric staff." <laughs> <laughs> and I had a little geek out moment. I'm like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> so, what do you uh, think was the most major announcement made at BlizzCon this year? Hmm. I think the expansion for for Warcraft was pretty. That was pretty much one of their cards that they held really close to their hand. Um, everything that had to do with the Except expansion for the itself. The leak, yeah, but not not everyone really suspected that that was the name of the expansion in the first mm-hmm. place because there was a a fake leak that happened already. Dark People were more more uh, suspecting of if it was a real leak or not. And I almost wonder if it was a fake leak to Blizzard or kind of like a a, a way to kind of um, deke people out to make people think, oh, they're they're holding their their cards close. They're not going to release any information before BlizzCon. Um, I, I think also the uh, another really big thing that that happened at BlizzCon was the big announcement about Android and iPhone um, for Hearthstone. Um, the the official announcement for that and. The funny thing was when I was speaking to to Mike Morheim uh, the night before, 
he was asking me questions like, oh, so how does uh, accessibility on the iPhone kind of work with, with games? And, and, and he was kind of like hinting like towards Hearthstone. I'm like, oh, don't be silly. It's not like you guys have it coming out for, for Android or iPhone. And looking back, I was like, wow, he was actually just trying to get real input about um, the Hearthstone game and how it would play on iPhone and Android. So that was kind of neat. Yeah, I think one of the coolest parts about that um, announcement was judging the amount of Android versus Apple users in the crowd. Distinctively Android. There was a much I, larger cheer for Android. I found that kind of interesting, too. Uh, there was there was a, quite a bit of a cheer, but I also found there was a significant difference from Alliance to Horde, too, on some subjects. Um, when When... When they first went uh, in the beginning, Horde, give me your cheer, and then everyone was screaming and Alliance, and it was significantly quieter. But when, <laughs> but when they were bringing up like significant information about the expansion for Alliance people, like how the Horde gets some little measly thing in Outlands that they've never heard of before, <laughs> while the Alliance get Black Temple, everyone freaked right out that we get Black Temple and the Horde get some hovel in in the mountain in the mountain yeah you know it's it's, it's interesting with with Metzen up there doing you know thrall's voice and everybody all the other voices that he does he'll get up there and he'll do the guttural horde where are you at you get the huge crowd and they're like then somebody else is like alliance and <laughs> and they're like okay <laughs> or then of course the major announcement of hearthstone yeah you know, free beta access for everybody. And people are like going crazy and they're like, next year. Well, no, it, it wasn't even that. I think people were expecting it to be ready soon. Yeah. And they're just like, it's going up in beta. I can say everyone next that was month. kind of around me, including a couple press people mm-hmm. at that point, were expecting it to go out that day. Right. Like, everybody like, was. Yeah, that's what I heard on Twitter. Yeah. So, open beta next month. Uh <laughs> what? Like, okay. oh, sweet. That's like that's like going up to uh, to a child and be like, "Hey, would you like a cookie?" And then the kid freaking out because he's gonna get a cookie. Well, I'll give you a cookie next <laughs> next week. Now, you know, true story time, right? This was probably uh, the when I was probably about a year into my marriage, and we're all you know, my wife and I are at the house, we're chilling. It's, it's you know, after dinner, we're watching something on TV. And my wife looks at me from across the room. She goes, wouldn't you like a piece of cherry pie? I was like, yeah, I would like a piece. And she's like, too bad we don't have any. <laughs> so that's like the same thing. They're like, you know, no debate for everybody, but not today. <laughs> okay, so what do you think was uh, was your biggest disappointment with BlizzCon? Um, I would say the World of Warcraft movie panel is probably the most disappointing. Um, I can understand from the perspective of the studios and whatnot. Um, even though it's a World of Warcraft movie owned by Blizzard, it's also partially owned by the studios. And the studios have say over what is said and what is leaked and all that sort of information. Um, the unfortunate thing, information that I've already said before episodes ago in Hearthcast was that, that they were filming in Vancouver. That's been common news locally. We know that they're there. We know what studio they're filming at. All that information. But they, when asked, 
so have you guys started filming? And where are you guys filming? They, they, they're like, well, we can't exactly say, but something is happening with the movie. You know, totally no information there. But when, when asked where they're filming, uh, the, the director says, oh, well, we've already kind of picked areas of where we're going to be filming at. And he starts taking off his shirt. And I'm like, whoa, 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 is he stripping on the stage there? <laughs> but he's actually, he takes off his sweater and underneath his sweater was a Vancouver Canucks shirt. And immediately when that shirt gets shown to the public, uh, they, they switch to a uh, Blizzard logo on the big screen. So people don't really see it. And well, especially people it. on the live stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. live stream like, saw it fine. Yeah, it was like split second sort yeah. of thing. So. And it's kind of like, really? Really? You're going to hide where you guys are filming that significantly? Maybe they're afraid fans search, will like, it out. come and try to spy on them or something. I know the exact location where they're filming it at. Not that I've tried to stalk them or anything. Of course Blind not. people are horrible stalkers. I can't. <laughs> you I can get like, barely... really close to them to stalk them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Richard's here again. <laughs> He's stalking us again. Isn't I'm he? the worst private eye ever. <laughs> we, we've talked good. We've talked, you know, bad. What do you think was like the most funny the funniest moment you had in your entire trip while you were there funniest thing that happened to me well i actually got to go to disneyland for the first time ever and um i was looking around and trying to find um like a, a group of twitter people for for an event called DizCon that terpster uh does um i was kind of like want trying to wander around um hearing like, nerds kind of have um, a certain sort of speech pattern, like talking about World of Warcraft or BlizzCon, so that was going to be easy. Just find a big group of, of teenage guys or older guys. Um, but it was kind of hard for me to find the group. And so I eventually just went up to one guy who was uh, standing by himself. So I'm like, hey, I'm looking for, for a group of guys kind of in this area for a thing uh, called... Discon, do you happen to know anything about that by any chance? I don't know. Like, total shot in the dark, which is shot in the dark for blind guys, pretty much shot anywhere. Um, even in the light. And he was actually waiting for the same group. So oh, that nice. Was, yeah. Um, I never know when it's appropriate to laugh at your blind jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I do stand-up comedy about my blindness. Of okay. course. Yeah. That, that's, you will be offended if you don't laugh. Okay, as long as we know, that's cool. I just don't want, you know, as long as we know. I don't want cool. you guys muting your microphones. So you're like, I don't want to seem like I'm laughing and offensive. <laughs> I'm going to be making the joke. Okay, so so dude was there for, for DizCon as well then? Yeah, it was totally like really, really good luck that I the first guy that I go up to happens to be waiting around for the same event. Cool. And, and the main area, right between the two two uh, parks, is is really massive area. So I had no idea like where they would be meeting. And it happened to be Terpster. <laughs> no, it wasn't oh, okay. Terpster, but it, it was a friend of Terpster, so <laughs> right, that was then. good enough. Aren't we all friends of Terpster? When you get right down to it, it it's kind of like seven degrees of separation of Terpster. <laughs> <laughs> Well, did you meet a lot of people in the WoW community, bloggers and podcasters and whatnot? I met so many people. So from, many. So many. I went to the World of Podcast panel. Name um, them all. 
in alphabetical uh, in, in reverse <laughs> alphabetical order. Go. Uh uh well uh Dark Moon Herald uh was there. <laughs> cool. Uh, so you, what, you met Kevin Absana? Yeah. We still haven't met Kevin Absana. They're pretty cool people. Um why why are you guys doing this? I'm I met so many people, a lot of podcasters are actually in my own guild, like Press Y podcast and and I, I don't even want to like say any other podcast in case I can't remember the names of all the podcasters. Okay. But did you meet Angry Orc? Yes. Yes, I did. What was that like? Was he wearing an orc face? Um, no. But a normal person? I got a picture with him and yeah. he's like for the alliance. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm actually for the lions. And then he walks off. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's the best part right there. <laughs> oh, you play alliance. I'm leaving now. No, he was actually a pretty cool guy, even though he found out that I play with the alliance. So he felt a little dirty afterwards. He left the bar, went to go for a shower, came back. <laughs> no, it was, it was all cool, though. I must cleanse myself. Pretty much. Um, I met Shaw of Happiness. Aww. She, she's a cutie. She's adorable. I met people from Twizcast. Oh, man. I met Ro. I met, of, of course, Terpster. And I met so many people. So many podcasters, especially at the World of Podcast panel. I actually won um, their main prize there. You um, did? Yeah. I, run, I won a 2014 Razor Naga. Nice. Mm. What did you do to win that? Um, horrible things. No, just <laughs> just enter into a draw. That oh, they had okay. There. Random. No out stuff. Um, also got a couple hacky sacks from the guys from Horde House. Uh, those guys are crazy. Uh, a little bit more adult and mature though. Kind of like the Sundering podcast. So cool. Well, let me ask you this. We saw pictures of the best cosplayers there, right? Yeah. I mean, you can see those on the internet. Yeah. What about, was there any, like, just horrible cosplay costumes? Like duct tape for ears? Um, well, they actually had a GM booth at the panel, at, at like, BlizzCon. And so if you had a problem in-game, you could actually go up to the GMs and be like, hey... I got an issue, and you can speak with a GM in person. Really? Yeah. Um, and outside that GM booth was a guy that was dressed up in the old GM clothes. Back in the day, they, they wore these <laughs> black robes with a purple lining um, on the outside of their clothing. And that, that's what the, they wore. Like, it was a visual representation of, hi, I'm a Blizzard employee. What, would, what do you need help with today, sort of thing. But then they took that away, and now they're like this omni essence being kind of like God that speaks to you through whispers. <laughs> um, well, that sounds that, awesome. I, mean, I don't even remember that. That's before it, it my was, time. It was, it was kind of cool, but I would say it was pretty corny at the same time because mm. it's like Blizzard made. Yeah, um, that happened to me one time when I reported a botter. Really? Yeah. The guy was running like lighter over in... Uh, Oh, the, the the area where um, anyhow, it's dark and reminds me of Halloween, and it's scary and there's skeletons and stuff. Um, 
and someone was running like a was running glider bot in an obvious square pattern. And I, when I reported it, the dude showed up, and I was like, "Hello!" <laughs> so that was kind of weird. So I know exactly the outfit you're referring to. Yeah, was he a GM um, or just a dude dressed up like a GM? I think he was maybe just a dude dressed up as a GM, but he seemed very friendly with like a few of the GMs that worked there. So I think he could have been an actual GM too, and maybe is like, I think he said that his wife made the costume. So I think he could have just been an employee that also was hanging out at the GM booth. Um, a couple of the best costumes, uh, I would say, would be this one girl who dressed up as Diablo. She had an amazing costume. It was so intricate. Um, she went up to the voice of Leah um, in the Diablo lore, uh, voiceover panel and actually like pretended to, to like punch and kick uh, Leah in her costume. Oh so oh, it was like cool. Diablo versus Diablo on stage, and then she <laughs> left. It got so meta. Like, yeah, I, I I wanted to to see what it actually looked like, but I couldn't find her. And then I actually ran into Diablo. I f- I could feel like a little bit cold in the area, and then like it got warmer and warmer because it's Diablo, right? <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I got I got to take a picture with her. Um, then another one of the best costumes that I saw was. A couple of night elves dressed up in warlock tier. Um, I'm blanking on the tier itself, but it was really awesome. There are these two pretty attractive night elves in in the costumes, and so my buddy was taking the photos, and and my camera wasn't working. Uh, they tried to he tried to take the photos with the flash on. Flash wasn't going on. And then one of the girls said said to me, "Is he just trying trying to pretend to take a photo so you get you can hang out here with us?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, that's definitely not it. Never. So, we would never think to do such a thing. No, I I'm not just trying to have two pretty attractive ladies on one on both arm. Of course not. <laughs> but but it really was the phone as being stupid. And and then she said that right after, "Well." It's okay. I don't mind. You're pretty cute anyways. So, <laughs> I-, I thought their costumes were pretty awesome. So what kind of swag did you get there? Well, the Naga, but that was not really at BlizzCon itself. I, I got... I-, I went to the Blizzard store, and I bought about $100 worth of World of Warcraft merchandise. Uh, well, Blizzard merchandise that's only sold at BlizzCon. Some of it I was... I gave something to to a couple of my friends, and I got a couple T-shirts. I got myself the epic purple lanyard, and and I got myself a, a few posters to get signed, stuff like that. I asked the person at the cash register, so what's like the most popular item that they could say? And it was it was it was the robes, the bathrobes that people could to could buy that to make them look like a paladin or a priest uh-huh. here. And, and Last I was like, cosplay. Yeah, and, and also like, how would you get that into your bag onto the plane? Like those things were pretty big and bulky, so I didn't want to bother with that. You probably ship but, them back from the hotel. It's pretty pretty standard there. Oh, I guess so. Um, but then also, she told me that a lot of people were spending over a thousand dollars at the Blizzard store easily. Wow. And I almost wonder, like, are those people buying it for themselves at that point? If it's over a thousand dollars, or if if it's just going to be going on to to eBay yeah. right after the show? Either that, or I mean, we we were texting with a friend of ours that was at uh, at BlizzCon, yeah. um, 
and just asking her, like, did they have this shirt or that shirt or what sizes? Because if they had something that that we would have wanted, we you know we you know she would have picked it up for us at Zabulock. She would have picked it up for us. We would just reimbursed. So I'm sure there well, were people who were you know financing we were that kind of stuff. Well, same difference. <laughs> like, hey, while you're there, right? <laughs> if they have this, you know, so I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are doing that because. You know, for everybody that went to BlizzCon, I'm sure there were, were, were seven people at least back home that couldn't go. Maybe, you know, maybe twice or three times that. But, you know, so if you think like you went and spent $100 for yourself and maybe one or two other friends, if you had an entire guild that wasn't able to go, that they're like, hey, if you go to BlizzCon, pick this up for me. So, and then I'm sure there are people who bought stuff to just resell on eBay or Craigslist or somewhere else. Now, I wasn't even thinking that there was a BlizzCon store there. Uh, just, I mean, I thought maybe they had booths set up down, you know, like in the aisle or something. Was there actually a, a like, an area cordoned off? What kind of size was this thing? What are we talking about here? Uh, the BlizzCon store itself was actually pretty big. Um, I would say, I can't really say how big it was, but the lineup was pretty significant itself to be able to go and, and buy stuff. They had everything kind of behind the counter so you could see it all. Um, if you could see, and a huge line, and you would just go to the teller and be like, "I want that and that and that and that," and they bring it over to you. Um, but behind the wall, there was a huge sort of like warehouse area where they stored all the merchandise, and so they would. They, it was kind of like McDonald's. You would like order something at the till, then they they'd fix it in the back and give it to you. So let me ask you a question about BlizzCon in general with the convention area. Um. How are the bathrooms? What's the bathroom situation like there? Um, I think this is probably the first time in my life ever that I've seen the lineup for the men's bathroom Yikes. to actually have a lineup. And the women's, you could just like walk right in. <laughs> it's the like polar opposite of everywhere oh, else. The women yeah. are just like, oh, we have no line. <laughs> yeah, the guy's yeah. like trying to sneak into the women's bathroom like the women do. <laughs> it's like the opposite. Okay. that's So are you, was there like a, like a five minute wait, 10 minute? What are we talking about? Um, I didn't actually go to the bathroom at the convention just because I knew in advance that the lineup was probably going to be pretty long for the men's. Um, there was there was one bathroom that was like on the other side of the convention, way out of the way. That that one didn't have a lineup at all, but everywhere else, huge lineup. So don't take your coffee into BlizzCon. That's what you're saying. Don't don't drink a large gulp before you go into BlizzCon and think <laughs> I'll be good for the rest of the day until uh. nine o'clock p.m. No problem. <laughs> All right. So, what is the one thing that you will just take with you forever? Your most fond memory of BlizzCon? Um, I would say talking to the developers after BlizzCon itself. Um, all the developers there they they're happy to talk to to people that are attending BlizzCon as long as you're not one of those. Um, I guess fangirls. I would I would compare it to if if you weren't fanboying over them and and all that and just treat them like a normal person. They're so happy to talk to you. I talked to some of the lead developers for for BattleNet itself, like the website, and I talked to some of the lead developers for the Project Four team, which is the unannounced team. Um, Project One is StarCraft and Heroes of the Storm. Project 2 is World of Warcraft. Project 3, I believe, is Diablo. 4 is the unannounced team. 
And then Project 5 is, is the Hearthstone team. And the Hearthstone team is actually the smallest team with about 20 people. While like the World of Warcraft team has over a hundred. So when you say uh, after BlizzCon, we just like you know, um, like at the hotel, or the bars yeah. afterwards, just kind of hanging out. Yeah, in in the Hilton bar that's right across. That's where most of the people um, that work for Blizzard hang out, and so have a few drinks in there. You'll probably run into a Blizzard employee. There was one guy who dressed up as Carl Drogo. Um, from Game of Thrones, if you have no idea what I'm talking about. And this was like a Halloween party thing. The the photos leaked from the Halloween, like the Blizzard Halloween party. So he constantly had people coming up to him, being like, oh my god, it's Carl Drogo. And when I went up to him, I was like, hey, what's up, dude? And, he's, and he was kind of surprised that I wasn't like, oh my god, Carl Drogo. <laughs> like, whatever, you're just a dude. I have not seen any photos, and I can barely see, period. So it doesn't even matter to me. <laughs> and he was a uh, pretty cool designer but definitely the best part was was running into mike morheim and and getting to chat with him for a while and, and i even got to meet ghost crawler himself too awesome yeah i like him like he seems like one of the most personable um, employees at blizzard because he's always you know on twitter and responds to people when I met him, he was pretty overwhelmed with like a crowd of, of nerds that were kind of circling him. He was like trying to make his way through the, the lobby area, you could tell, but uh, nerds kept on like stopping him to be like, Oh my god, can I get a photo with you, Ghost Crawler? <laughs> or why why can't you buff mages, buff mages, buff warlocks? You know, like <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, like man. right in front of the guy. I just like, that's Oh rough. guys, um, that's that's a good idea. I'm gonna continue walking this way. Uh, thank you. Um, so pretty much people groveling at his feet the whole time to the buff the buff warlocks or buff mages or whatever their class may be. Um, well, I actually felt that Mike Morheim was pretty the most chill guy that I ran into there. Not like a normal CEO. I've actually chatted to CEOs before when I was at PAX um, last year. And he was a really cool guy. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. That is, that's fantastic. I think, you know, Freck and I say it every year, but I think, you know, since you've already kind of hinted that there's going to be a BlizzCon next year, we may, uh, may have to make it out there somehow. Well, apparently BlizzCon 2014 was this year because that's what the sign was outside the convention. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> All right. Are you sure about that? Well, I didn't see it myself. See, honestly, yeah, okay, okay. But when I was driving past, I mean, when I was getting drove past. <laughs> Wait a minute, you, you're driving now? <laughs> the only time I was driving in California, yes, I drove in California, guys, was actually when I was at Disneyland and riding the Indiana Jones ride. <laughs> I was in the driver's seat, <laughs> and the purposer's screaming at me, where the heck did you learn to drive? <laughs> What a story Terps has got now. So I was by, with this blind guy driving an Indiana Jones and <laughs> driving all over the place. You know what? I couldn't even stay on the rails of the, of the track. That's, <laughs> uh, that's uh. awesome, man. That is awesome. But again, man, thank you so much for sharing your time. Maybe next year, the next BlizzCon, we can all meet up there together and uh, do something out there. That would be awesome. I, I, if as long as you don't mind following a blind guy, I could give you a tour of the place. I will lead you around. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Hearthcast. 
Uh, we're looking forward to the Pilgrim's Bounty in game that starts on November 24th. Um, you can get your cooking almost all the way up. I mean, I know you can do that in Pandaria now, but maybe you do it a little cheaper. I think it's cheaper. It's significantly cheaper. Yeah. It's like a matter of 50 gold. Probably. Okay, 50 gold cheaper. So. That's how I did mine back in the day. Oh, total. Yeah. Oh, total. Yeah, it's quick. Okay. Um, and there's little fun things you can do. I like sitting at the table and passing the, yeah, passing the, 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 the food. turkey and stuff. It's fun. Except, <laughs> silly Americans having late Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're looking forward to our next contestant, a HearthCast AOE. If you're available for 15 minutes between uh, about 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursdays, and you want to challenge uh, me or Root, uh, you can send us a message uh, using speakpipe and hearthcast.com. I want to give a special thanks to Sanji over on the Laughing Skull Realm, who sent me some great T-Mark tips. Ooh. Apparently checked me on the armory and gave me some fashion tips on where advice? to go. Yeah, fashion oh, wow. advice. So. Look at you. Yeah. So you're going to be hotter than you already are. We'll see. I don't, yeah. know if I, can, I don't know if I can handle uh-huh. that. That's going to be awesome. Hey, folks, while you're out and about checking Freckleface out in the Army with our hot team mug set, don't forget to check out Eagle Networks over to eaglenetworks.com for all a bunch of other podcasts, uh, not just WoW stuff. There's Star Wars. There's a bunch of geek shows out there. So go check them out. And don't forget to add Vote to Kick to your podcast lineup. You can find them over at twitch.tv slash vote number two kick. They are explicit podcasts, but they're darn funny. So go check them out. And for all your WoW podcast needs, don't forget there is the WoW podcast subreddit over at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash WoW podcast to get you up to date with the latest and greatest podcasts of World of Warcraft. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to contribute at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck. Root at hearthcastroot or demonic rick. You're at, at demonic rick, right? At demonic rick. Uh, you can like our Facebook page. You can, again, send us the voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. And folks, you don't have to register or install anything. You just click on it, record your message, listen to it if you like it. Just hit send button. It's that easy. We'd again like to thank our sponsors for Season 5. That is Open Raid. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root. Demonic Rick. And Freckleface. For HearthCast.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Root and Freckleface next week.